1: you're listening to all the backlist a weekly show about books that are not new i'm of price coming to you from book riot this is episode 344.5 and this week i'm going to be diving into the stacks to talk about two great hollywood themed novels but first let's hear from our sponsor
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Sourcebooks Landmark. So King Solomon says something very interesting to his son before he dies, and that is, quote, "'Don't let the white man take the house,' end quote." Luckily, though really unluckily, she finds courage at the bottom of a liquor bottle. When she drinks, she's bold and funny, and as pledging intensifies, so does Blake's drinking. Thanks again to Thirsty by Jazz Hammonds for sponsoring this episode.
1: All right, so I'm going to be the first one to confess that I am not usually a fan of books um, set in Hollywood, about Hollywood, about Hollywood stars. You know, I think that that really goes back to just like, i th- I think I read a lot of really crummy and like, Cheesy and dramatic and catty books that were set in Hollywood or in and around that, and I just totally got burnt out on them. However, there have been some really great exceptions lately that has made me sort of stop and rethink my stance on Hollywood themed books. Um, So, I'm going to talk about two of these exceptions. So, the first recommendation I have is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reed. And I know that you're probably thinking like, Tirza, everybody and their sister has already read this book. But if you are one of the few people who have not read this book, don't sleep on it like I did because holy cow, it's so good. One of the things that I feel like I should say about this book, and like, it's the reason why I finally picked it up. It's gotten really popular on BookTok lately. And in part because people are like, oh my goodness, it's queer. And like, I didn't know that. And if I had known that, I would have picked this book up ages ago. So The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, it's an interesting book um, where the protagonist is not necessarily the star of the book. The protagonist um, and the person who's mostly telling the story is Monique. And she is this 35-year-old reporter, and she really wants to, you know, move away from writing fluff pieces and write more important pieces. And she's living in New York City, and she's working for this magazine that she's, you know, excited about, but still kind of like stuck in a rut. And the magazine gets a call one day, and they learn that the legendary screen actress Evelyn Hugo, who is in her late 70s at this point, would like to do a feature. And she has not given a public interview in decades. And so, of course, the magazine's like, oh, well, of course, we would love to do a cover story on Evelyn Hugo. And the kicker is that she only wants to speak with Monique. And Monique is kind of like, what? Because she does not know Evelyn Hugo. Um, The only connection she has to Evelyn is that, like, she grew up in L.A., but, like, there's no personal connection to her knowledge at all. And so she's really intrigued and very curious as to why this, like, Oscar-winning legendary actress would want to do an interview with her. So against her editor's um, misgivings and she goes and she meets with Evelyn Hugo and Evelyn makes her an offer she basically can't refuse, which is that Evelyn would like to tell Monique her full story, like her true, like this is the behind the scenes, why I married seven times, what each marriage was like, I will be completely and totally upfront with you about everything. And in return, you'll write my biography and you'll only publish it when I'm gone. And Evelyn also stipulates that Monique needs to negotiate as much money as possible to sell her biography. And then Monique gets to keep all the money. And she's like, what? Why? And Evelyn says, you will understand when I'm done with the story. So of course Monique says yes. And the book then unfolds with Evelyn's first person point of view of her life and her career in Hollywood. And you don't get very far into the book before you discover that Evelyn Hugo is bisexual. And she might have very famously married seven men, but she really only had one true love, and that is another woman. And it's such a moving and beautiful story about how a private life can be lived behind the scenes, and so many, you know, things that you can do or say can be misconstrued in wild, wild ways. So I really enjoyed this book. I enjoyed Evelyn's story. Um, I felt really great compassion for her living as a bisexual woman who, um, well, first of all, felt like she had to deny the of her that loved other women um but then also navigating the fact that like she also was in love with men and uh, the queer community to this day is still not great about treating bisexuality um very well but especially like in the 60s 70s and 80s it was really hard for her and i also really enjoyed how monique goes in and she kind of tells the reader what the public image of evelyn hugo is and then evelyn sort of sets monique and the reader straight And it was just really, really great storytelling, really emotional. Basically, I just cried during the last 50 pages of this book. It is so good. And I really enjoy books that move throughout the decades and really weave in a lot of characters and you sort of see lives unfolding. And The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo does that brilliantly And at the heart of it, it has this beautiful love story. And then it's also a story of empowerment and how society will demonize women who are ambitious and women who make hard choices for their careers or to protect themselves and protect the people they love and how... Maybe we shouldn't assume everything that we see in the headlines or on social media, um, which is like an obvious takeaway, but definitely something that you feel after reading this book. So that is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reed. And it also kind of reminded me of a YA book I read last year called Now That I Found You by Christina Forrest. So this is, you know, very different vibes, very different structure and story, but it had a lot of like the same feel, themes, same feelings. It has, you know, a famous film star who is reclusive and you don't know what her past is and her secret is. And you're sort of finding that out throughout the book. So if you liked that aspect of The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, I think you'll definitely like Now That I Found You by Christina Forrest. So this book is about Evie Jones, and she's just graduated from high school. She's 18. She's a really good actress. And, you know, it runs in the family because her grandmother is like this very glamorous, very famous Hollywood star she made her big debut and her big break in the seventies. She has like won Oscars and won all sorts of awards. Um, She's been married multiple times, but um, she basically has not been seen in public for the last 10 years. um, When there was this big debacle over a very public award ceremony. So her grandma, who she calls Gigi just disappeared. Now, Evie is 18. She's really excited to follow in her grandmother's footsteps. She has got her first major movie role lined up. And then just as she's about to start production on that, she makes a mistake. And it's, you know, one that you can't really blame her for. But basically somebody close to her betrays her. And The fallout is that um, she is basically fired from this movie and she's completely blacklisted by Hollywood and nobody wants to work with her. And the press is just going wild with all the speculation and they're saying horrible things about her, even though Evie knows it was an honest mistake that she probably shouldn't have done, but she was definitely betrayed by somebody close to her. Evie's pretty upset and she's depressed at first, but then she starts to think maybe there is a way to save her career. Because if anybody can save her career, it should be her grandmother, the Evelyn Conway, who's very, very famous. But again, Gigi's been pretty reclusive for the last 10 years. So Evie gets this opportunity, and basically, she knows that if she takes this opportunity, it could put her back on the path to Hollywood fame. However, she knows that she's not going to take this opportunity without consulting her grandmother and getting her grandmother's blessing. And maybe also hoping that her grandmother will come out of her reclusive state and publicly um, support her granddaughter. So she flies from LA to New York City and she goes to her grandmother's apartment and her grandmother's there and she's you know very happy to see her, but she doesn't want to talk business. And that's okay for Evie at first because she realizes that Gigi has a young man living in her apartment and this is a guy about Evie's age. His name is Milo. He's an aspiring musician and he delivers groceries on the side And she immediately thinks Milo must be like a con artist or trying to take advantage of her elderly grandmother. And she's deeply, deeply suspicious of him. And she's kind of, you know, following him around to make sure that he's not, you know, after something more. And Gigi's kind of like, no, Milo's fine. I'm just helping him out. And then the next day, Gigi just disappears. And it's not like a, oh my gosh, is something wrong? Was she hurt? kidnapped sort of disappearance, she leaves a note and just says, you know, I'm I'm skipping town for a little while. Basically, don't come find me. Um, but this is a problem for Evie because she has a deadline as far as getting Gigi to sign off on her new project and to hopefully come and publicly acknowledge that Evie's going to be a great actress, so she has forced to team up with Milo to go across New York City, um, basically uncovering little clues and bits of history from her grandmother's past to try and figure out where Gigi go and what is Gigi hiding, and like what are the secrets and the influences and the great loves of Gigi's life, and if she can hopefully find Gigi, maybe she can convince her to please. You know, come out publicly in support of Evie's new career move. But along the way, of course, she makes a few surprising discoveries. She learns things about her grandmother that she never knew. She begins to rethink um, what she knows about herself and what she wants out of life. And it's just this really beautiful story about self-discovery and what you're willing to sacrifice to chase your ambitions. And just kind of keeping close those relationships that matter most to you and not the ones that you know you think might get you somewhere. So I really enjoyed Now That I Found You. I read that last year um, before I read Evelyn Hugo, but I think there are a lot of really great parallels between the two books. And I think that if you like one, you will enjoy the other one. So that is it for me. I hope that you are all staying safe and tucked away with lots of books this weekend. Um, Thank you so much to our sponsor. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com forward slash all the books. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please show us some love by leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps other book lovers find us. And thanks as always to our sound editor, Jen Zink. Finally, if you want to connect with me or see pictures of my books or cats, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I hang out at Tears Price. That's T-I-R-Z-A-H-P-R-I-C-E. Until next month, uh, happy reading.